0: That's Lauren and that's Lachlan and this is We Accidentally Vaporized Our Podcast. Each episode, we're going to reread a chapter of Percy Jackson and the Olympians, the Lightning Thief, and
1: talk about it. It's a deep dive analysis, so it's a little bit more complex than just talking about it. Okay, fine. There's no need to go all Daughter of Athena on me. Either way, grab your nectar and ambrosia and settle in for this episode of We Accidentally Vaporized Our Podcast. Hello I'm Lauren and I'm Lachlan and
0: this is another episode of We Accidentally Vaporized Our Podcast. I don't know why I say the name every time it's not like we've changed the name somewhere in there. It's good to the people now. So the people so that way in case they click on the wrong podcast they know at the very beginning so they can just turn us off. They they should immediately click off right exactly. Yes. so if you were on the wrong podcast if you're looking for something else maybe you should just stop listening right now.
1: It comes up sometimes in my rotation of podcast. I'm always like, oh, nope, don't want to hear that. <laughs> oh, so you're the one who listens for 0.0, 0 seconds and then skips us. Wow, well, yeah. Lockley. Yeah, I am. I listen so to rude. it once to make sure that it sounds okay. I don't need to listen to it again after it's been published.
0: Yeah, and then also that's like, that's like faking our listeners, which, you know, we have integrity here that we accidentally <laughs> vaporized our podcast. <laughs> so much integrity Sorry. that last episode Lachlan forgot to do the summary Mm -hmm. I actually I literally wrote that down in my notebook where I take my notes
1: that's why I didn't bother mentioning it it. when we were talking before I started recording like I know she's gonna bring it up anyway I'll just suffer in silence until then
0: we realized like 0.2 seconds after we stopped recording last week and I was like this is the best day of my
1: life I mean technically Um, there's still time for me to secretly record one and put it in. It hasn't come there out is,
0: yet. at the time of us also, recording this right now. But also, if you do it now, this whole conversation is nullified and you don't want to make the whole first minute, two minutes of this podcast. Of this I could also just delete weird. this
1: part too. Why do you hate me <laughs> really, and everything I really love? want to,
0: why I could make me? it work. Oh, oh my gosh. gosh, we'll see. <laughs> okay, well, anyway, it is an even numbered chapter and I'm going to give the summary and I'm not going to forget to give the
1: summary. I also want to point out though, that it's, it's a two part system, right? So yes, I forgot, but Lauren could have also reminded me, she's the one that starts the episode. It's her job now to say, it's an even chapter. So I'm going to do the summary. It's an odd chapter. So Lachlan's going to do the summary. And she didn't even say that part. She didn't even say it. I, so when I was the one leading the recordings and I would say, it's time for me to do a summary. And so I, I knew I could keep track of it. And now I'm relying on Lauren to be to say it's time for the summary here's who's saying it this week and he didn't so it's on both of us it's not just me okay okay i'm sorry <laughs> i'm sorry either way
0: welcome to this episode the chapter title is we get advice from a poodle chapter 12 we get advice from a poodle the summary for this chapter that i wrote out i actually wrote that this time i didn't just wing it um you know i just want my just wanted to point that out i wrote one out so after fighting the furies and then medusa Percy, Annabeth, and Grover get a break. Get a little break. They do a little sleepover style. Uh, Annabeth, you know, is that weirdo that falls asleep right away. And Grover is the one that, you know, gets a little philosophical out of sleepover. Second, the lights are off and starts talking about his hopes and dreams with Percy. Um, Percy then has another dream about pawns and various things like that. And then when he wakes up, he finds out that Grover has made an incredible friend who then makes a sacrifice to help the trio on their quest. And that is the summary for this episode. And, and now let's get it. into this chapter.
1: <laughs> First of all, chapter title, oh, beautiful.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: This, this is a cute one,
0: I do like it. Uh, so they just escaped from Medusa's, they decided they don't wanna sleep at Medusa's place because you know, it's creepy and weird. So they take some food, some blankets, and they head out into the woods. Um, they're about a hundred yards from the main road. So probably they could still maybe hear r- cars passing, but they're deep in they don't want to deal with stuff. hundred yards is about a football field, by the way. I just want to, you know, put that distance out there. That's a distance how I tell.
1: Are you saying that for me or for the listeners?
0: For me mostly.
1: Okay, I just want to make sure because I, I do in fact know know that distance. I mean, I can't visualize it. like. I was looking at room in front of me, but I do conceptually know. So that I can skin. visualize it because football fields are easy. I need football field distance. Okay. Good, good for you, I guess. All
0: right. Um <laughs> the ground around them has is a little littered with soda cans and fast food raptures wrappers, as local kids had probably been using it for parties. But if local kids were using it for parties, they probably weren't drinking soda. <laughs> Uh, they decide oh, to sleep in shifts, like anyone who has played Dungeons and Dragons knows how you must sleep on a quest. Um, I played Dungeons and Dragons, so when we when we go to bed, it's always like, who's going to take first watch? Nothing ever happens, we just like to take watches. Mm-hmm. Um, Percy volunteers to take first watch, that self-sacrificing uh, little boy. Annabeth curls up in the blanket and is snoring by the time her head hits the ground. You know, that one kid who falls asleep immediately at sleepover. Uh, and Grover you
1: have to do the next day sometimes you just gotta get your sleep if you know that about yourself like when we used to do competitions i knew that i needed to get my sleep or i was not gonna do well the next day so while everyone else was up talking about whatever and watching bad movies i was attempting to sleep so that i wouldn't be a terrible horrible human being the next day uh no i i would stay up i'm like let's stay
0: up as late as possible um No. no and then Also, she falls asleep immediately the second her head hits the ground, which, like, I'm jealous of.
1: Mm hmm. Like,
0: I I, I think it's the trauma factor.
1: I think it's the trauma factor.
0: (laughs) Which I don't know if you want to be jealous of that. (laughs) True. And they're probably, like, physically and emotionally exhausted after the day they had. Um, Grover, which I find really funny, uses the shoes to, like, fly into a tree and sleeps in a tree. (laughs) Mm hmm. So that way, I guess if monsters
1: come, they eat Percy and Annabeth first. I mean, it's it's smart to not sleep on the ground if possible. Katniss did it in the Hunger Games. You don't don't sleep on the ground. That's how people get you.
0: Yes, and that's that's how I, I take my survival advice from Percy Jackson and Katniss Everdeen. There you go.
1: Good role models for that. <laughs>
0: uh, so Percy and Grover get a little philosophical. You know, like when you turn off the lights, at a sleepover or like whenever you share a room with someone and the lights are off and you're both like sitting on your back staring at the ceiling and you're like now is the time to reveal all my darkest secrets because i don't have to look at anybody while i do it no you no, don't? don't no oh. even like me and my roommate will like have like conversations with the lights off and it's it's nothing I mean, bad nothing weird but it's like, like
1: three years uh, i don't remember anything pre-covid so
0: well no that's always like my favorite thing like when you're at that point of sleepover where the lights are off and you're all just sitting there talking and it's like
1: it's really fun i like that i miss that mm-hmm. and there you go But like grover looks up at the sky and talks about how it's so polluted you can't even see the stars and like it's terrible time to be a satyr because humans are just out here and they've taken over the planet and they're like destroying everything, yeah. everything. And it just made me think about like how excited I get when I can see like, like just a couple of constellations. Like if I get like between the lights on campus, I get that nice little bit of dark sky. And like, I really, really want to go somewhere where there's like nothing else around. You can actually see the sky because I've always been in areas where it's not like as bad as like New York City, but still like pretty polluted and you can't see a lot. I'm just always yeah. just so sad. My,
0: one of my favorite, favorite places in the world is, um, my grandparents beach house in the Hamptons, but when you're standing on the beach and and it's like, there's a clear difference from when you're standing with the house to when you're standing on the beach, but when you're standing on the beach at night and you look up, oh, we could see like shooting stars. We could see the, the, the big dipper. It was, it is, it is beautiful and incredible Mm -hmm. and amazing. And I love it. And it just, it sucks that like light pollution and then pollution, pollution, like uh, their the area they're sleeping in has soda cans and fast food wrappers, and they have polluted the sky. They, Grover says that they they've polluted the sky, the sky, um, and you can't see the stars. You can some depending on where you are. You can't see the ground. The oceans are polluted. It's, it's a terrible time to be alive.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> and thinking ways. about also how this was written, 16 years ago, and how much worse it is now. So yeah. Like. like
0: yeah, I, I always forget that this was written 2005 or even it was just published in 2005. So Rick could have written this before then.
1: Mm-hmm. And how
0: bad it is then versus how bad it is now is yeah terrible. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah Percy, so then, uh, oh yeah, continue. Yeah.
1: yeah, so I think we're probably gonna say the same thing of Percy like, oh, so you'd be an environmentalist and Grover's like, only a human wouldn't be like so the whole idea of like, we all live here. so like, you need to be taking care of the planet. Like it shouldn't be a big step or a leap to want to be an environmentalist. And unfortunately it, it is, it's, it still is now like looking at the way things talked about in the media, like how it's such a big deal. Like we have this one day of the year, like Earth Day where we go out and do things and the rest of the year everyone just kind of does whatever they want aren't really thinking about their actions and even beyond what we do as individuals, it's really all these larger corporations that are the real issue, but it's always put back on us as individuals to have to be like the sole saviors of the planet when that is impossible. Like, yes, it's important, but it's not gonna fix things the way that these larger companies could if they cared. Exactly, I I recycle, I
0: try to use less paper, I try to do all this stuff, but it's like nothing I do will have a grand impact on the big Mm -hmm. scale. That we need it to happen um also percy the way he phrases like oh yeah i guess you'd be an environmentalist he like says it like it's it's very offhand a bad thing. Yeah. yeah he's like basically saying environmentalist is a bad idea it's bad you don't want to be that it's bad to be he's like judging him for
1: it and it's like really Percy? <laughs> really i mean i think he's judging so much as it's just not something that he thinks about on a regular basis he's like oh well i guess like you are part of nature being a satyr so then it's more important to you than it is to me and grover is like no it should be important to everybody though
0: yeah uh grover says that he wants to find pan the great god um of the wild the god of wild places who disappeared two thousand years ago and he well first of all when when percy as who Pan is. Uh, this strange breeze rustles through the clearing and it smells of berries and wildflowers and clean, clean rainwater. And I feel like that's really cool. Like you just say the name mm-hmm. and like this, this breeze comes through and it reminds you of all the good things that the world has to offer if people weren't terrible.
1: Yeah. Also names, names have power and all that. Names have power. <laughs> um,
0: Pan had disappeared 2,000 years ago. A sailor off the coast of Asbestos. Um, (laughs) How do you pronounce that? Ephesus? Ephesus heard a voice crying out, tell them the great god Pan has died. And humans were like, cool, now we can destroy the world! And uh, Mm -hmm. the satyrs are like, no, we need to find him! Yeah. So I think it also yeah. calls
1: back to this idea that humans can't be responsible for ourselves. We have to have some sort of barrier or some, or some person or some rule to keep us from overstepping our boundaries in like so many different areas of life. And so like in this context, you had the great God Pan that would prevent humans from destroying the planet. And then once he was gone, humans were like, okay, cool. Let's do whatever we want. And I think like in a lot of ways, that is true. Like, even though we have this fear of world-ending catastrophe we continue on our path it's not prominent enough in our daily lives to make us really think about it it's like this whole idea like modern society and capitalism and all of that you know like we have all these warnings but unless there's some much more distinct hard line barrier that people can physically see or that can block them from doing things then we're just going to do whatever we want and like kind of run wild
0: that makes a lot of sense and that's terrible yeah
1: <laughs> yeah no it's not great yeah um but i could definitely see this of like oh let's just do whatever we want now and destroy yeah, no consequences. <laughs> who's gonna stop us exactly which, which is, is once so again so believable so true
0: um so grover says that every generation the braver satyrs uh spend their lives trying to find Pan. They search the earth, exploring all the wildest places, hoping to find where he is hidden, hidden and wake him from his uh,
1: sleep. Yeah, yeah. because uh, while the humans believe that Pan's dead, the satyrs don't.
0: Yes. Uh, it's his greatest dream. His father was a searcher. His uncle Ferdinand, who we met last chapter as <laughs> a statue. Poor Ferdinand. Poor Ferdinand. And hopefully Grover will find
1: Pan and be the first searcher to ever return alive 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 (laughs) first ever not first be victorious and find pan but the first to even return alive
0: yeah which (laughs) okay it's been 2,000 years I don't want to like crush all the satyrs hopes and dreams but it's been 2,000 years and no one's returned alive like this is when you start thinking maybe we need a new plan or maybe we need to I don't know give our satyrs weapons instead of a pan (laughs) flute
1: Yeah, no, I think there's a lot of things that you could do instead, but I think it also just is a testament to their resiliency and belief in this and that it has been 2,000 years and they're still dedicated to this and Grover as an individual doesn't feel like he has to for like his people, he wants to like for himself as well and like believes he can do this and doesn't feel forced into it. It's a choice that he is wanting to take on and do. Yeah, so that is, I mean, it's kind of, it's admirable, stupid yet Mm -hmm. admirable. (laughs) yeah so
0: and so and Percy
1: says like do you really think that you'll be the one and is like I have to like every single one of us that goes out has to otherwise like we have even less of a chance of being successful and it's the only thing that keeps us the satyrs from falling into despair when they look at everything that's happening because they they have this hope that if they can find pan and awaken him then it's sort of like an undue switch for everything that's going on and that's The only thing that they can think of to sort of fix everything
0: yeah which i mean i mean it's a nice way but at a certain point you got to start doing stuff for yourself though Mm -hmm. instead of just believing that this god is going to come back and save everything
1: yeah but same time like what we were just talking about about how as individuals we can't do enough to fix the whole system just like the satyrs as individuals can't fix the whole systems they Are trying to think like we need something like a higher power to be able to correct everything and like they can't they can't like go to congress you know and try to fix things so like that this is their alternative true that makes sense yeah but this will come come up several times as we move through the book so this is not the end of our discussion about pan and the environment and how screwed we all are (laughs) yes um percy then asks a very good question Um,
0: how are we going to get into the underworld which Grover <laughs> says I don't know I mean what chance do they really have to get to God uh and Grover's like I mean
1: we don't know but we'll find out we'll have luck and friendship <laughs> on our side Woo-hoo. well even before um, that they, as the convers as their initial conversation sort of dwindles out Percy's trying to figure out how Grover could want to pursue a dream that seems so impossible and hopeless and then he thinks well am I any better like I am planning on going to fight a god to free my mother from the underworld like aren't these both in their own ways completely insane and hopeless I true true but yes but back to friendship as a way to succeed on a quest
0: um Annabeth has a little bit of a plan um and Grover and Percy's a little like of course she's a plan um, yeah. well, my like, thought was like, Do
1: you have a plan, Percy? Do yes. Maybe shut up and listen to the girl that actually knows what she's doing, kind of. <laughs> like, seriously, Don't be Percy. mad that one person out of this trio actually no- has a plan.
0: Yeah, seriously, Percy. You've had,
1: what, five days of
0: training and she's had five years of training? Um, and Grover stands up for Annabeth, like the good friend he is, saying, don't be too hard on her. She's had a tough life. She's a good person. I mean, she forgave me for... Ooh. and it trails off Uh, Percy tries to ask Grover ignores him by playing notes on his pan flute and then Percy does a little math, puts two and two together gets four and says that your first, you said that your first keeper job, the one that went wrong was five years ago and Annabeth has been at camp for five years coincidence? I
1: think not (laughs)
0: and Grover's like I can't talk about it Yeah. which I wonder if that's like he's saying like I literally am not allowed to talk about it. like I swore some sort of oath and due to like some thing I was told I'm not allowed to pro- talk about it or if Grover's like I'm a little
1: embarrassed about something that I screwed up or something happened and I don't want to like I, tell mean, I think you it's this a little bit more than lose. just being embarrassed because he says because it says that his like quivering lower lip suggested to Percy that he would start crying if Percy pressed him so I think it's more like this is something like really bad that happened that i like emotionally can't talk about and deal with with people I don't already know
0: true but i'm also wondering if like he doesn't want to talk about it because he's afraid that if he tells percy about this thing percy will stop trusting him or percy will stop believing in him
1: mm-hmm. yeah yeah definitely but then um, grover switches topics quick style and says that when they were still at Medusa's, he and Annabeth were thinking there's something strange going on. Like there's definitely something else happening here. And Percy's like, obviously, I got blamed for stealing a thunderbolt, which I clearly didn't do. We know Hades did it. And Grover is like, no, that that's what that's not what we mean. Like the the Furies were holding back on the bus. Like they could have gone a lot harder than they did. And even at Yancy Academy, Mrs. Dodds waited so long to try to like. Go after you, and which also Robert again, says,
0: how did neither Brunner nor uh, Grover realize that their math teacher for like a
1: good couple of months was a Fury? Yeah, I think we gotta chalk it up to the mist working on them. <laughs> yeah, Hades pulling some like serious strings there to get yeah. that to work. Um, yeah, and so Grover also
0: <laughs> used the wrong pronouns. Uh, instead of asking, where is he? They asked, where is it?
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love how, Perse- how Grover says they were saying, where is it? And Percy's like, yeah, talking about me. And it's like, no, Percy, you're not an it. You're not an it. <laughs> no, 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 you, you use he, him pronouns. Yes. And Grover says, like, we don't think, they weren't asking about a person. They were saying, where is it? That makes it seem like an object. And Percy's like, well, that does sense. And Grover's like, yeah, but what if we're misinterpreting the quest like we only have nine days at this point to find the master bolt and it seems like there's some weird stuff going on yeah and we've spent
0: the we've been on this quest for one day and we've gotten like 12 miles away from camp
1: (laughs) well no they they had to drive from long island to new york city so like 12 miles from new york city yeah they've gotten like maybe 12 miles from new york city probably (laughs) less though (laughs) yeah so oh well and then Percy has big reveal moment where he says I'm gonna be straight with you Grover I don't care about the master ball I'm really just here to get to the world to save my mom and then Grover super chill it's like I know that like yes that's obvious of course that's why you're here and he's like but are you sure that's like the only reason you sure you don't you aren't here just a little bit for your father Poseidon
0: and girl and Percy's like, no, 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 no. No. Is that supposed to be a reference to something? No, that was just me being bored. Okay. I feel like I haven't talked in a while, so I was like, let me see how many no's I can say. At least I don't think it's a reference to something. I'm afraid it was. It
1: sounded like it may have been part of a song. I feel like at a certain
0: point I added an underbeat to it and it was like about you to did. start singing. Yes, and then I realized like no, I don't, I don't want to. I'm gonna sing. have to look
1: it up later, but I know it sounded started to sound like a song.
0: I can do it to the to theme be like, song. I'm sure like, there's
1: someone like screaming right now, like this is what the song is. You guys are so dumb. Why, why haven't you put it together? Because that's what I do when I listen to podcasts and they're like <laughs> searching for things that they can't figure out, <laughs> but it's fine. And so. Grover's like I may not be as smart as Annabeth or as brave as you but I'm pretty good at reading your emotions Percy like you're happy that your dad's alive and you're proud that he's claimed you and you want to make him proud and like that's why you sent him the head to Olympus you want to make sure that he's noticing you and, and what you've done and that you didn't die day one yeah <laughs> which you know very good that you didn't die yep. day one yep. and then poor Percy Sad, abandoned boy that he is, is like, Well, you're wrong. I don't care what he thinks. And Grover's (laughs) like, Okay, Percy, whatever.
0: And Percy's also like, I mean, I haven't done anything worth bragging about, which is not true. Like, yeah, Percy is not seeing his own self worth and what he's doing and like how awesome he's already been. I mean, sure, he doesn't have a way west. They have no money. They barely got out of New York. But That wasn't because of anything he did that wasn't his fault
1: i mean he he survived the three furies he killed medusa like the fact that he is still alive is pretty incredible yeah seriously i mean i worked so hard to not make that a hamilton reference
0: (laughs) (laughs) but it's like percy's not seeing his own worth he's not seeing all the good that he's bringing to this quest and the fact that yeah no you're in a bad spot but you're not you still have nine days you still got time you're still doing mm-hmm. fine
1: yeah um, and there's no way this could have gone perfect from start to finish that's just not the world you're exactly. in. exactly um and then Grover puts Percy to
0: sleep by playing Mozart piano concerto number 12 and I just love the fact that like Grover's like you know you need some sleep I'll take first one
1: yeah yeah, yeah like so you need to good chill good. out for a bit please please yeah. go to sleep i'll watch everything please him to sleep um
0: and then Percy has a dream dream time yes so he dreams that he's in the underworld there are spirits of the dead all around him they're trying to pull him back from the edge of a chasm but for some reason he keeps walking forward looking down made him dizzy the pit was wide and completely black, bottomless. But Percy knew that there was
1: something. I huge want to point out and evil. Yes. That yes. in the description of the start of this dream, that you said he's in the underworld. It doesn't say that explicitly. It says that he's he can tell that the spirits of the dead are around him, but it does not specifically say I am in the underworld. So oh i'm sorry we, I, we, we, we can assume we can like infer but it does not say explicitly that he is in the underworld well i'm sorry i just
0: figured you know there are spirits of the dead around yes him. i thought it was implied enough yes um so something huge and evil is trying to rise out of this abyss and you can hear the voice echoing in the darkness little hero too weak too young they have misled you barter with me i will give you what you want
1: and then he sees sally
0: and then he sees sally once oh. again she's making an appearance without making an appearance yeah
1: she's um, frozen in that moment when she first disappeared that shower of light back on half blood hill that moment when like the mentor was still like squeezing her neck and he like tries to call out to her, but his voice doesn't work. And then he starts to feel this invisible force pulling him forward, like dragging him towards the pit unless he's able to stop the movement. And the voice says, help me rise, bring me the bolt and strike a blow against the treacherous gods. And then he starts to realize that this force isn't pulling him into the pit. It's using Percy to pull itself out. The spirits are trying. Hmm? Oh, no, I was
0: just going to mention that the spirits are trying to tell him to wake up, to yeah. get like out we, of here. We, to got, we got
1: to stop this now.
0: Yeah, which is like, you know, something's bad when like spirits of the dead are like, you know, you should leave. Like, you should get yeah. out of here. Well, this you this, get this
1: get has up. the vibes of like, if you die in the game, you die in real life. Yes. Like, like, whatever happens here, if Percy doesn't wake up in time is going to have repercussions in the real world. Yes. And then Percy wakes up. Thankfully, <laughs> don't have to deal with whatever that was. Thankfully, <laughs> and apparently his his two lovely friends let him sleep the whole night. They didn't wake him up for another shift, which is like you know very morning. nice,
0: but also very stupid in terms of like taking shifts. Like you have three people. You assume you want a six to eight hour uh, sleep. If you if you're spending your yeah six to eight hours sleep split up into three everyone if everyone gets takes two three hour watches everyone can get about four hours of sleep ish Mm -hmm. which is not a lot but is more than if you split it up into two shifts in which case everyone would get less time to sleep except for percy which is not good
1: but it's like not like they, get- they started at like 8 or 9 p.m at night like they had the whole thing with medusa and it was already nighttime when when like the bus crashed and they were yeah off true. dealing with her and then running through the woods again there's lots of running through the woods so so much running through probably the woods. ate up ate up a good bit of time yes um annabeth cooked breakfast for them <laughs> I No, I love that phrase long enough for me to cook breakfast because all it is is just a bag of Doritos, essentially. Yeah,
0: and I love that she's like, I made breakfast, and then throws it at him. Yep. Um, I I I love my petty queen. Yes, and Grover made a friend. Grover's sitting there cross-legged on a blanket with a pink poodle in his lap. That is Grover's (laughs) new friend. His (laughs) name is Gladiola. And Percy must say hello to him. And Percy is like, I'm not saying hello to the stupid pink poodle on your lap. But she's like, really, Percy? Really? Why you gotta be like that, Percy? Yeah. And, and then, then Percy looks like, at
1: Annabeth and is like, you're not gonna make me do this. Really like staring at her, like communicating telepathically, figuring that she's in on this joke and they're just trying to make fun of him. But she's looks deadly serious and says, Percy, I said hello to the poodle. You say hello to the poodle. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, and it was like,
0: I don't care if I did it. You have to do it.
1: Yes, yes. But I love this like, deadly serious look of you have to say hello to the poodle. This is the only thing that will get us moving again. She's gotta gotta give in and do it. You gotta do it. You gotta do it. <laughs> and so Grover explains that he met gladiola when the poodle was like wandering through the woods and they started talking this poodle had run away from their very rich local family who was offering a 200 reward for his return and he doesn't really want to go back but he's willing to if it means helping grover and i mean like he can always run again later if he really wants to it's not like he has to go back now and this is the end i mean depending on how bad his family True. really is True. But I and then you
0: love the fact that this
1: this animal
0: hates their family, wants to run away, ran away, and then meets this random guy who can talk to him that's got goat legs and is like, mm-hmm. you know what? Because you asked, I'll go back.
1: Well, because um, Grover's a lovable person. And who, who wouldn't want to help Grover out? True. So Gladiola makes the ultimate
0: sacrifice <laughs> by going back to their family. <laughs>
1: Well I love how Percy says like how does Gladiola know about the reward which Grover says he reads the signs. Duh. (laughs) So not only can Gladiola communicate with Grover but he can also read English signs. And I don't want to
0: get weird here but Percy has dyslexia so he probably can't read as well. So the (laughs)
1: poodle can probably read
0: better than Percy.
1: Oh my goodness i love that i mean i feel bad for percy but also it is kind of hilarious oh yeah um yeah.
0: that i feel like that's a not a theme because we've already discussed that not everything is a theme but that's a common recurrence in like the series yes. where it's like i feel bad for percy but this
1: is funny <laughs> we still don't really know what themes are do we i mean i passed english yeah me too but that was a while ago so and,
0: and i'm not it's like fine. an english major so i really don't need to know what themes are aside yeah. from in the context of our podcast <laughs> but, you know our four view- our four listeners probably don't care that i don't know what a theme is same but it's all good yeah. so they're gonna turn gladiola in get the money and buy tickets to los angeles and percy is like no because i'm not getting on another bus like percy's like i don't care what we do i'm not getting on a bus and annabeth says no 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 we're not getting on a bus there's an Amtrak station half mile that way gladiola gladiola also knows the amtrak schedule because gladiola is the best
1: yes he knows he knows the train (laughs) timetables
0: because clearly he was planning on running away on the trains frosty style
1: (laughs) or maybe his owners use amtrak a lot and so they just have like a spreadsheet of the amtrak times and so he would just read that for fun when the family was out
0: Um, In terms of like characters that are incredible,
1: it's Sally Jackson, then Gladiola the pink poodle. (laughs) We stand a pink poodle. I also love how specifically Amtrak, you know, the chosen travel method of our current president, Joseph Biden. That man loves Amtrak. (laughs) I also love how um,
0: some things uh, Rick Riordan like name drops and like names the brand. With like mm-hmm. Amtrak, Greyhound, but in this chapter it was nacho flavored corn chips and not like Doritos. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of interesting, <laughs> like what makes it
1: as like a brand and what doesn't.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I wonder what that whole process is of deciding what things you can include the brand name of and what you can't. Yeah, I don't know.
0: Uh, but it's at fun. all. Um, so the westbound train leaves at noon, and they're gonna and they're hop gonna... on that and continue on their way. Um, I would like to point out that I, when Googling and when checking the Amtrak website, could not find like a direct train that goes from like the New Jersey, New York area to Los Angeles. Um, But that was also, I think I was searching like for direct. I don't know how to search for like non-direct and also $200. I don't think that's going to cover three children on a train.
1: Definitely not because when I was looking to go visit my sibling my aunt suggested that i like try amtrak and from new york city to their school which is still in the new england area it was like 90 dollars one way yeah for one person yeah so there's no way these- <laughs> 200 bucks. also
0: they need to like eat occasionally mm-hmm. so they probably have to buy food like on the
1: train or something or whenever they stop so, or maybe their plan is to just go as far as their money will take them and then figure out a new thing from there. Yeah, which again, not every plan is a good plan. No, but sometimes it's the only plan that's available to you. Exactly. So, I mean, that's all the money they have. So they just got to <laughs> use as best they can. So Yeah. <laughs> but that is chapter 12 we get advice from a poodle. It's pretty good advice. Gladiola was extremely helpful. I'd say one of the more helpful characters so far of this book. (laughs) Gladiola did not try to kill them or
0: did not, I don't know, take a picture. Gladiola provided a a lot of
1: information. Yes. Did not leave unanswered questions. Gladiola provided information they didn't even know they needed, but was still extremely helpful.
0: So far, I mean yeah gladiola saved their butts i think
1: gladiola Gladiola deserves
0: a gift from the gods or (laughs)
1: something seriously maybe a better family
0: a better family we can only yeah this was this was a really really short chapter
1: it was short it's not the shortest we're gonna have but it is not i'll Um, have to figure out how to stretch that out but it's fine it's weird like I took some notes on stuff and I took I
0: wrote something down about pawns but they never actually talked about pawns in this chapter so I figure I'll hold off and talk about that later
1: yeah say that next time I only had 15 notes this time just about half a page it was very weird. very weird
0: I only had uh I think 11 total oh my gosh we were so close I know oh my so gosh close. This was I mean short chapters are kind of nice. And it mm-hmm. was it was a good chapter for Percy. I mean the dream wasn't that great, but in terms of like he got a full night's sleep. He ate some yeah. nacho flavored corn chips and they don't have any new he, injuries. They don't have any new injuries and they have a plan now. They have half a plan. Yeah. So I think overall this was like probably this would have been like one of Percy's favorite chapters.
1: Yeah, definitely one of the more successful chapters he's had so far. Yeah and he didn't even yeah and the
0: dream honestly no offense but that dream that dream wasn't that bad i mean no one was fighting <laughs> i mean it, it could other. have been very bad it could have been very it, bad it Im- wasn't. was implied that it could have been very bad but yeah could have been but wasn't so honestly i think that was like overall a really good chapter and i hope the episode was at least half as good as that chapter uh so thank you for listening thank mm-hmm. you for listening to the whole episode and then like our weird talk about like the chapter at the end I know that yeah. probably wasn't what she came here for, but it was here.
1: So yeah. Stay tuned mm-hmm. next week for chapter 13, I Plunged My Death, which will be more normal length, less yes. random tangents.
0: Hopefully, it's a, long, it's a long-ish chapter, so hopefully we will stay on track and not go too long. Uh, but we managed to turn an eight-page chapter into a 40-minute episode. So who Look knows what we'll go. do with like a 20-page chapter. Um <laughs> so thank you for listening please rate review subscribe us but preferably with positive stuff but you know we'll take all forms of criticism please direct all criticisms to Lachlan though on our Instagram uh yeah just dm me just dm her uh thank you so much for listening have a good one and we'll see you next week for I plunged to my death
1: oh I was early bye (laughs) (laughs) sorry (laughs) Hi, this is
0: Lauren. I wanted to thank you for listening to this episode of We Accidentally Vaporize Our Podcast and ask you to follow our incredible Instagram. We post a bunch of really cool stuff on there, so I think you would like it. And by we, I mean Lachlan posts a bunch of really cool stuff on there. You should go check it out at Pod on Instagram. Thank you and have a good day.